Hello and welcome to our podcast, Not Everyone Needs a Podcast, with your host Loretta and Micah. And what kind of things are we going to be talking about? Yeah, so we're going to be delving into topics very close to our hearts and getting a lot of the themes from our favourite reality show, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The kind of topics you can expect to hear about are body image, power dynamics, navigating female friendships, career anxiety, mental health and lots more. And the name is pretty self-explanatory. We're aware that this is a very oversaturated market and everyone and their mum is making a podcast, but we thought we may as well chime in. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, we are so excited for today's episode. The topic of today's episode is going to be about career anxiety and I feel like we've got so much to say on the matter. Yes, I think we'll give our own perspectives of where we first started out, kind of from our transition from university to, I guess, the beginning of our career and look at a few different perspectives and lenses um, to kind of really analyse where all this anxiety comes from and again as always relate it back to our favourite housewives. Perfect so yeah just kind of as a bit of a backstory about our backgrounds obviously we both studied English together at uni and we both have masters as well and how many years is it since we've been graduated is it two? Yeah I mean it's literally is it two? Yeah, it's only two, but it feels like forever. It feels yeah. like it's been 10 years. It does. I feel like we've done so much in the time that we've graduated. And I don't mean that in a way to kind of say like, oh, look what we've achieved <laughs> in the years. It's not in that way at all. <laughs> I just mean like, I feel like we've done so many different jobs and sort of tried out so many different industries in two years. But I feel like that is, you know, pretty representative of young people in their careers in this day and age Um, and we'll sort of delve into that a little bit more but yeah I feel like it was definitely more of a an outdated thing to stay in the same industry for the majority of your career wouldn't you say? Yeah 100% I mean I think you know from growing up and looking at my parents they pretty much stayed in one job or one company for a majority of their lives which you know to a lot of people now is almost unthinkable especially I guess this early on in your career like you said it's almost the perfect time to try out lots of different industries lots of different jobs to find out what you really like so that you can then develop within that if you so wish Um, but I do think it's interesting how attitudes and perceptions around that have completely changed because I think it would be once upon a time frowned Mm. upon to even you know job hop after a year or a couple of years whereas actually now people are doing even less than that like you said it might be every six months every four months every year and you know you it is more socially acceptable now you are still seen as employable it's not as if you're written off from the job industry Um, and I think it's understandable and I think a lot of it comes from the fact that is almost I think less career development or less clear options in order for you to progress your career or you know pay rises kind of things like that and so I do think it makes sense that so many people are just looking at more extreme methods in order to you know climb that ladder. Yeah absolutely I think it sort of depends on what type of person you are and I feel like so many people are really certain of what they want to do in their career and they have one you know one idea or one sort of vision of themselves and they want to stick within the same industry which is completely acceptable but Mm -hmm. I feel like so many people today um, including myself just aren't necessarily sure what they want to do and it's really interesting I've spoken to people that are much better careers they're sort of in their 40s 50s and they've said that you never really stop knowing what you want to do and it's kind of something that used to scare me that idea sort of never really knowing what it is you want to do but I feel like I'm definitely starting to understand that perspective a little bit and I think you're always going to discover new hobbies and 
I think that's exciting and you're always going to want to explore different avenues and go down different routes and I think it's becoming so much more common for people to explore different industries rather than just going down one route in the same industry and I read this really interesting article recently um, from the Harvard Business Review that really struck a personal note with me and it was that the quote was, we are suffering from the career myth, a delusional belief in the outdated idea of linear career progression. And I think that quote really resonated with me because I have not stuck within the same industry over the last couple of years. I've worked in lots of different jobs and all of them very, very different from each other. And I've done work that is so, so different from one job to the next. Um, and I think it really does take time to figure out what you want to do. And I think it's also okay to, like I was saying, to never figure out exactly what you, what you want to do, but more just explore different options and, you know, learn more about yourself along the way. I know that sounds really cringe, but <laughs> I, I hope you understand what I mean. Yeah, no, completely. I mean, I think everyone or if not most people can relate with what you're saying there I think like you said there is this immense pressure that you feel especially in your 20s to have your life mapped out for you and have this clear definable um, career path Um, but it's as you said a lot easier said than done you you never really know 100% what you're going to do or how your life is going to be planned out or what's going to happen so there's no way of having this you know ultimate career life plan that is going to be executed perfectly and I think we both did English at uni and we enjoyed that and that was very much both of our passion I think I don't know about you but when I did English I didn't do it with the intent of okay this is going to further in whatever career that I choose And I think maybe you can say the same. It was more just for our enjoyment. And we loved it. Like, we both absolutely thrived off it. And we do not, I don't know why I'm speaking for you, but I feel like you would agree that you don't regret doing English. And to me, it was incredibly valuable because the perspectives that I came away from that I never previously even thought about it gives you such a bigger world view. And I think that's so important. I think that's a lot what the corporate world definitely misses out on. You know, when you look at any sort of, I guess, business related degree, so you won't necessarily have those perspectives Mm. in there. And so you really have this kind of gap within that field. Um, But I definitely did feel pressured to go into a corporate role and I don't know if you felt the same Mm. and I think that's why I chose to do my master's in marketing I was always interested in it because I felt like it was the most creative options out of all of the corporate roles that were available Um, and yet it still is an incredibly data-driven and analytical role that I perhaps previously wasn't prepared for and I think I don't think that this just applies to marketing I think this applies to any nine to five but I felt as if I never really had any time to cultivate any sort of hobbies or interests that I previously once held just simply because the energy that I had at the end of the working day was incredibly minimal and I just didn't have the time and I think it was almost like a death of past self, Mm. not being able to bring the elements and the attributes that I felt once defined me into this role. And it just felt as if I was, yeah, almost killing a past version of myself. And it it was a very, I think it was very sad. And it just felt like a very strange kind of realisation to come to, kind of that transition from uni to first job. And they always talk about it as if, you know, the uni blues. Um, but I do, I do think it's interesting. And I think within this kind of capitalist landscape, I don't think that would just apply to me. I know you've spoken about it as well, that Mm. the time you have spare, you're simply just too tired to do anything that you really enjoy and, or even maybe pursue the career that you actually want to pursue. And it's really just enough time to keep on top of housework, cooking, cleaning, any sort of life admin. And that kind of like, 
brings us on to the idea of late stage capitalism where everything is now a commodity or something that can be consumed and I think there is this strong desire for your job to feel important because you're now having to wholly define yourself throughout your job you're not able to define yourself outside of this role and um David and Albertine created a book called BS Jobs and they essentially came up with the idea that in reality your corporate job probably isn't as as important as you think it is you probably do have a lot of pointless meetings or parts of your job that actually don't add much value to society or your company and yet everyone knows this but because it keeps you under the guise of productivity it makes you feel better about yourself and therefore kind of again fulfills the idea of you are important and makes you feel as if you do have some sort of sense of identity if that Mm. makes sense yeah absolutely and I think that people often seek validation from external factors and a lot of people try and gain this kind of validation from their career because you know most people can't afford to live without working Um, and often people's jobs do become their life like you were saying it sort of consumes you and you lose a sense of self and a self of a sense of identity like it university for example when we would fill our free time because we had a lot of free time to be honest I think English is one of those subjects where it's a lot about independent learning so you could be quite flexible with your time and fill your hours with things like tennis how we play tennis and how we'd go to tennis socials Um, and I was a part of a number of a variety of different um, you know groups um, And it was just so interesting to fill your time with things that really make you happy and give you a sense of fulfillment that isn't gained from a career or, you know, something that you're doing all the time, you're doing constantly. Um, And yeah, I do think that you lose a sense of identity when your career consumes you. And I think this happens so much more than people perceive. Um, and yeah I think myself when I've had jobs you know over the last two years I'm definitely guilty of making it my personality because it's hard not to when you spend you know not just nine to five but realistically you spend your entire day working because you know on the way to work you're thinking about work and then you've got to get there before a certain time and then you end up leaving once you've done your overtime to complete your work and then you're going home and then you're already preparing for the next day and it's sort of like an endless cycle and I think weekends as well I would often feel so drained from working all week during the weekend that I felt like I couldn't fully take part in the activities and the hobbies that I really enjoyed and really shaped who I was as a person and I think what you were saying about English being a subject that is so sort of fulfilling and fascinating is that it offers you different perspectives on different subcultures and different groups of people um, and offers you ideas on you know what different types of people think about the world and I think that that's where that was that's why the studying English was so valuable because it offers you different perspectives to that of your own and it allows you to see things from another perspective and to reflect on things Um, and ultimately I don't think that corporate careers really allow you to observe anything that is outside the you know the walls of that career and it really does consume you and become your entire life and I think you know like I said with people not being able to afford not to work everyone is kind of controlled by their finances as as horrible as that is to admit I think people are always chasing more money I mean everyone wants more money realistically and you kind of become so consumed with wanting more money and wanting to receive this external validation that your career becomes the thing that is you know the sole most important thing to you and it is really detrimental to the other aspects of your life if that makes sense. Yeah no 100% I think it's really interesting how you said it's detrimental about you know the other aspects of your life and I think that's what's so 
insidious about capitalism in a way because it just seeks into areas that you wouldn't previously think that it was it would be able to um you know like competition in camp in capitalism is essential for it to survive it can't survive without that competitive drive so any sort of relationships outside of that or hobbies or activities are almost compromised because of this um and I think it's especially interesting with friendships especially in your early 20s because everyone's going through the same thing and everyone is understandably feeling the weight or you know, immense pressure to have a successful career, which by society standards is actually quite a limited definition. And mm-hmm. I think because of that, your friendships can almost unconsciously shift um, into into a way that you wouldn't expect. So, you know, they might want to now know what you're doing, but not actually because of a genuine interest, but just to assess where they are in comparison to you. And I'm always quite wary when it comes to career talk with friends. And it's not because I'm not interested in what they're doing, but I'm aware that the way in which the capitalist system is set up, it's incredibly easy for this competition to quietly seep in. And I wouldn't really consider myself a competitive person at all, really. And especially not with my friends. Um, And I'm sure you can agree you have so many amazing friends who are absolutely killing it with their career and doing what they love which is incredibly inspiring and I even had this conversation with you a few months ago when you decided to pursue your own business and that was kind of the key motivator for me to kind of start my writing again and get back into reading because when, when you see your peers doing it and people closest to you it is that inspiration which is really nice um but equally, kind of on that same side, in the past, I've definitely had people that I've loved and care about who have not been as happy as they should have when I've succeeded in something or they felt like they needed to compare what I'm doing against them. And I think on the surface, this doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is surprisingly painful and puts a massive strain on the friendship but ultimately this is what capitalism is and it's what is needed for it to survive. Lo, I think it was really interesting what you were saying about how it increased our worldview, our degree and I think a lot of degrees that are tailored for corporate jobs whether that's business or economics or even marketing they don't necessarily have the lenses or perspectives in place that garner empathy And I think ultimately that is the root of capitalism. Again, money cannot be made off empathy. In actual fact, a lot of these practices or the way that these businesses are set up are incredibly unethical. Um, And I do think that's really interesting and kind of comes back to the point of being dissatisfied even in your dream role. Yeah, I feel like so many people you know feel potentially feel unfulfilled in their corporate careers because there is no kind of understanding of the world view and I think you're when you're in a corporate career you're only influenced by those around you I mean you're spending so much time with your work colleagues you're only really offered the perspective of those in your workplace and I really hate to use the term brainwashing um I really don't like that word but I think it is almost a bit like you're so heavily influenced by the people around you you don't necessarily ever get a perspective of those outside of your circle um and I think with a lot of corporate careers the way they sort of have you working from five till nine sometimes longer it is very difficult to have empathy for those that aren't in your situation if that makes sense yeah 100 percent. I think it's interesting how you said that obviously the people you surround yourself with you you do become the most like and I think it's quite um ironic that statement because I'm sure you've seen it as well Lo all of these sort of I guess business development podcasts or you know bro podcasts where they are shouting about success um, and what success means to them and it is essentially getting as much money as you can and owning businesses and that is what a lot of young men I think aspire to 
and I think with that it creates a very individualistic mindset because they do harp on about essentially cutting off people who don't have the same mindset as you who don't have the same ambitions as you who don't want to make as much money as you and they really kind of start almost the road to isolation and cutting people off from their communities and people who like you said just have different world experiences and I think it becomes very dangerous but again I know I've repeated this phrase a million times but it all comes back to the capitalist system and this is just another core element that capitalism needs in order to thrive that individual individualistic mindset it doesn't want communities it doesn't want real life connections it wants that selfish competitive nature in order to do well I agree and I think it's such a toxic environment to be involved in you know to just be surrounding yourself with people that are ambitious you know career-wise I think success means a lot of different things to so many different people um I know people who have always wanted a family and then they have kids and that's what that means to be successful they get that sense of fulfillment from having a family and I think that is just as valuable in my opinion that is probably one of the most valuable things you can do but you know then again that's just my opinion um but there's so many different perspectives of success and you know people value success in so many different ways and it means so many different things to different people I think for a lot of people it is about chasing you know that financial goal um but not for everyone and I think people can get stuck in that toxic mindset of just trying to get more and more and more and more money and I think it's quite dangerous because you can really start to neglect the other things in your life like your family like your friendships how you were saying about friendships kind of you know getting very competitive outside of work um and people comparing themselves to one another where they're at in their career um and not just you know people's families and friends but their own mental health and their own sanity I think often um you know and I've I've heard this a lot over the last couple of years in different workplaces that I've been in but people people's I've seen people's mental health you know take a real real toll um and people just resorting to other methods to try and get by so you know taking a lot of drugs to try and cope with the stress of a high pressure work environment you know damaging their relationships and cutting themselves off from their friends and family and isolating themselves to become you know more engaged with their work there's so many you know different um dangerous sort of reactions to this type of pressure to succeed to be successful financially and I think it is just so so harmful um to some people yeah I agree I think it's really interesting how you were saying that people were always just wanting more and more and more and within the corporate world it is almost as if people are never content and I've really noticed kind of on the two different sides you know you were saying obviously success is different for everyone And for some people that might be having a family and for others it might be um, climbing the corporate ladder. And I have noticed that both kind of sides of the camp have been quite vocal in how they feel towards the other. And both kind of sides will put the other one down. And again, I think that is a big level of insecurity um, and pressure that they feel from society to do everything because there is so much pressure to do it all and have the family but climb your career but have all the housework done and to be around the kids all the time to raise them you don't want to drop them off at a nanny but you need to be climbing that corporate ladder and it's just so many different opinions and voices to manage and it's really really difficult finding the balance and I think that's when people get frustrated and feel as if they need to almost put down the other side to make them feel better make them feel as if they are on the right path and they are doing the right thing and I can't imagine putting down another person for the way they live their life and if I was it would have to be that I was in a place where I was insecure about something because people who are truly secure and content with their lives 
never put down or look down upon other people who are living their lives in a different way. Um, and I think, again, it comes down to that, the way that society is obviously kind of breeding us to be very individualistic and pitting everyone against each other. So it's not surprising that people do feel this way, but I do think it's really, really sad. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think it, finding the balance is so difficult. I mean, ultimately no one is perfect. No one has everything. And like you said, you can't spend every day with your kids and then also be progressing in your career every day because that's just physically impossible to, you know, allocate your time to every important aspect of your life. And I think that's when people really struggle with that sense of unfulfillment. Because ultimately, when does this success, when have you reached that end goal of success? When does it become enough? You know, I really find it hard to speak for people who are further towards the end of their career, because that's not my experience. You know, I'm only two years out of uni, so I have a very, very different experience to those. So I can't really comment on their, you know, their um, experiences. But I just see so many people who are reaching the end of their career and they sort of seem so unfulfilled and I just think was it all worth it chasing that you know if those financial goals and that career ambition and that you know those career targets that you set was it worth it at the end of the day it's just it's so hard to say and I think everyone's different and like I said people place you know different levels of importance to different aspects of their life whether that be family time or you know time with their friends or their career and so on uh, I think it is just so so difficult to you know ultimately achieve that fulfilling sense of um, success and I think that often people are chasing career you know pro career progression to kind of fill a void in their life um, you know maybe it's not worked out for them in another aspect of their life I think when I entered the corporate world I was so shocked to find out that most people that were there they actually didn't you know set out with the life goal of being in a corporate position I think you know so many of the people that I worked with in a corporate environment they had different dreams that hadn't worked out for them you know, when I was at uni, I just assumed that you, you know, you, if you took maths, you were going to work in finance. And it was just, you know, so black and white, you just had an idea of what you wanted to be. You know, I kind of assumed that most people wanted to work in a corporate world, you know, in an office with that, um, with those targets and with that career ambition. Um, but I was so shocked to learn when I went into a corporate environment that so many people that I was working with had wanted to be athletes or wanted to be um, you know in the arts and wanted so much not so much more but so so much else for their life so much of a different goal to what they were actually living in and I think a lot of I got the impression from a lot of the people that I was working with that they were desperate to prove themselves um, and to you know have something to be proud of and I was definitely guilty of that as well I felt like my self-worth was beginning to come from my career and when I wasn't success when I wasn't being successful in my career when I wasn't meeting my targets I felt like I was really losing my confidence as a person which is quite ironic because I am you know more or less a very confident person but I felt like I was losing my sense of self um which is something that I've always been quite you know comfortable with and stable with I felt like I was desperate to prove myself and you know getting caught up in this whole um this whole kind of world that isn't really real I don't think that many corporate jobs are necessary um and I don't think that they should be as important to people as they make out I think that you know making enough money to provide for your family and yourself is important but I to me, I don't think it goes much beyond that. I think, you know, people should set out to make money for themselves and their families um, to be comfortable, but it does get to a point where it just consumes your life. And I think it's very unhealthy. Yeah, I agree. I think 
like you said it is it's difficult to find the balance um and it is kind of the idea that you are you are replaceable and I think that's why so many people are so unfulfilled um but I think with that it's difficult because because people are now using this to define their identity they are seeing it as a symbol of status and it is something that's good to say a family reunion or a friend's barbecue and it makes you feel good about yourself and self-important and I think I never felt this pressure or I didn't understand it I thought it was a bit I found it quite humorous actually um because like you said it, it did come across as quite disingenuous and it wasn't only until perhaps some friends I noticed started kind of imposing these pressures on themselves that I started to feel the pressure because my peers around me were also kind of buying into it and like you said my confidence was also completely knocked because we'd gone from an environment where like you said we were both pretty confident in um to suddenly really questioning our ability and self-doubt and kind of experiencing you know these emotions that we hadn't gone through in in a long time and I think that is pretty normal for any kind of person that is transitioning from uni to your career but it is strange how much it can affect your mental well-being but also how it's really hard to switch off and I've never felt this I think about anything in my life until I started work was how hard it was to just simply switch off and that it was pretty much always on my mind there was always there's something I've got to do there's just always something that needs to be done even on the weekend even after work and like you said it's not an emergency it actually really isn't that important and yet it's this whole world that's been set up to make you believe that it is when in reality it probably isn't no one is probably going to lose a life over you not sending that email or you not cc'ing your manager in um and it, it is a really difficult world to adjust to when it's nothing you've ever known before yeah absolutely and I think the Marxist perspective of work is that you know we're stuck in a cycle of work a never-ending cycle you know you get home and you're thinking about work and there's always work at the back of your mind it's always what what have I got to do next and I think so many people experience this very very strange feeling when they retire um of you know what now and I think it's very very difficult for people that retire at maybe a younger age because they go from having this feeling of you know constant anxiety of what's got to be done next what is there next to achieve and then suddenly they've got nothing more to achieve and it's like this very unfulfilling feeling all of a sudden of just having nothing to do and no targets and no goals and then there's that kind of sinking feeling of well what was it all for and I just I really like I am a, a grafter and you know I love making money I love working hard um and I, I love, you know, succeeding in what I love doing. And, you know, I, I love working in an industry that I enjoy um, so much. But I think there is a limit to, you know, how much work you can do without burning out. Um, and I see so many people in their 20s who are just so consumed with work and it's just a never ending cycle and I just think you are so young like when you're in your 20s last decade you're a teenager you're at school there's still so much for you to learn and explore about the world and I feel like more people should be given the opportunity to explore things outside of the their career and outside of a work environment and just learn more things about the world like how when we were doing our degrees we had so much more time to learn things about ourselves and discover you know new things about ourselves and constantly learn things that aren't just about getting a job um and I think it is just such a toxic downward spiral to get involved in and I'm not saying that every workplace is you know this negative and this toxic because there are many careers many jobs and many workplaces that don't offer that toxic culture um but I think it is such a dangerous trap to get involved in um 
and I just think it's so dangerous to neglect other parts of your life such as your mental health yeah I I completely agree I think um it's like you said it's really easy to fall into the trap and I think even if you wanted to change your career because like you said there is still a lot of good jobs I mean I know that we're both sounding quite cynical in this in this episode but I think we're looking at it more from kind of an overarching perspective of the system as a whole not specific companies and like you said there's plenty of great people in all companies we've met tons of nice people and tons of friends but it is unfortunately just kind of how the system is set up at the minute and it's interesting to look at and how it affects everyone um to a certain degree but I think even if you were to change your career or even if that was something you wanted to do it's really hard to do that even even when you're young because that's when they say it's kind of best to do it you really need a certain level of privilege to undertake it I think for a lot of people living at home is simply not an option or you know living at home for free or for a subsidized amount and if you're paying full rent or a mortgage you've got bills to pay you just simply don't have the luxury of doing free labor or doing an unpaid internship to get your foot in the door to finally pursue the career that you want and it's just simply not an option for a lot of people but I think the way that these structures are set up are to make you believe that anything is possible and everything is achievable without actually looking at kind of nuanced situations and it's a very black and white perspective and it's a very ignorant way of thinking but again it's it's kind of your condition to believe that you can do anything that your mind wants to do and you know to an extent I do agree with that but I also think there are so many barriers in place for so many different people and groups that you know this system conveniently likes to ignore I completely agree and I think that you know young people from more privileged backgrounds and privileged upbringings are at so much more of an advantage when it comes to their career I think that careers in the arts are very difficult to get into if you are working class um I think they're often a lot about who you know uh, what your family do what your family's status is within society Um, and that's just one example obviously with the arts but you know I know from my own experience that trying to get internships at magazines and theatres and you know different workplaces like that is extremely hard if you don't already know someone if you don't have a parent or relative or a family friend that you know already working in those environments it's very very hard to like you said get your foot in the door and I think this ties in really nicely with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills with the children of the housewives and a lot of them go into I guess you know this is quote-unquote dream careers like um Kyle's kids becoming really successful luxury letting agents I'm sure that is you know that's definitely a job that I would love to do um and Rina's kids you know being models catwalk models and modeling for Dolce and Gabbana for example it is the real dream sort of lifestyle and you've got people who would love to have modeling as a job but you know it's kind of that one of those unstable careers where you don't always know when your next paycheck is coming, when your next job, your next bit of work is going to be coming in. It's so unstable and, you know, getting a stable, regular job that pays the bills is so much, you know, more beneficial for someone that doesn't come from money, that doesn't come from privilege and wealth. Um, So I do think that, you know, kids that come from a, you know, more challenging background in terms of their privilege I think they face so much more challenges when trying to excel in their career Um, and yeah I just think that it's it is so sad because there's so many talented people who have the creativity who have the ambition and drive and they still don't get anywhere because they don't have those opportunities um, and that privilege and I think it is something that is you know really really hard to see especially with our generation and there's so many 
different jobs available now you know within the arts within tech within so many different industries that weren't really available when when I was growing up when I was a kid um like you know the term influencer I mean that was only coined within the last five years I I remember when that word first you know came around it was kind of a bit of a joke but you know it's a career that can make you a lot of money and it is starting to be taken very very seriously by people within you know the creative creative sphere like fashion designers um and stylists um and editors and directors and so on and so on and I think that is a job that can make you so much money and you can have so much success and fulfillment from you know it's definitely a job that a lot of creatives and a lot of people who are interested in fashion and makeup and beauty and so on there's so many different types of influencers nowadays but you know if you don't have that financial freedom to get started with that kind of career I think it can be very difficult and I don't know many influencers who are very successful who don't already come from a relatively wealthy background I'm sure there are they are out there um, but I just don't know many I think a lot of the influencers that I see like YouTubers um, the content creators and especially the fashion influencers they do come from a certain level of privilege already and I think it is very sad because there are people that do deserve that opportunity that don't necessarily get it handed to them the same way that privileged young people do. Yeah I agree I mean it's it's really interesting when you look at a majority or like you said people in that creative space they are all technically nepo babies and it is crazy once you actually start researching into it and you realize just how many of your favorite actresses or actors are people who were either born into extreme wealth or born into a array of contacts um and this kind of thing that you mentioned about um the housewives children being able to kind of instantly launch their dream career is really fascinating um and I think with nepotism and the term has been coined nepo babies they a majority of them do get so defensive about it and they really can't understand the perspective of yeah this perspective of you know it's who you know and you can always tell they think that you're just jealous or bitter and they really don't understand or don't want to know the lens in which you're talking about. And I think it's because in their minds, they've worked hard and I'm not saying they haven't, they still would have had to work hard to excel in your career. You know, there's only so many contacts, you know, to propel your career. You do have to maintain a somewhat, you know, level of, I don't know quality in whatever job you're in um but they're just in complete denial about their privilege or they don't want to admit that they had that start in life and I think that is what they just need to accept is that that's fine but they they just need to understand that people aren't going to root for them in the same way that they would root for someone who had all of these barriers in place because it was so much easier for them if that makes any sense But I do think it is really interesting. And I think a lot of people, especially in the creative world, put a lot of pressure on themselves and are really hard on themselves. And understandably, you know, their confidence gets knocked because they're not succeeding, because they're not getting anywhere with either their work, whether that's acting or art or writing, when actually all of the systems are put in place to work against them. And I think that's what people need to realise more. And it is a very painful realisation, but it's also somewhat comforting, um, but equally frustrating. Like, I don't know if you remember Brooklyn Beckham's subpar photography book. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you remember that. I mean, that was just shocking, wasn't it? Because that wasn't even GCSE standard of photography. It was really subpar and it did get a lot of slack and he he got a lot of um, backlash for that and you did see him always be victim to comments about a lack of personality and I think that's what a lot of these nepo babies kind of fall victim to is almost ironically 
a loss of identity because they've had everything and it is really interesting to see yeah it's definitely an interesting perspective um I think there's so many nepo babies out there and not only I'm not only talking about actors and artists and you know people within the creative sphere people that are successful in their careers who were famous parents but you know people from privilege like you know there's so many actors like British actors that I can think of like Eddie Redmayne, Benedict Cumberbatch, Florence Pugh, so many really popular actors at the moment who they went to very very expensive private schools I think if you google how much their schools are worth it's absolutely insane and I think it is so difficult to where to kind of you know relate to these people and I think it's almost as a sort of self-fulfilling prophecy that occurs sometimes when someone from a less privileged background um you know strives for a career in the arts like acting for example and they don't get those contacts they don't necessarily get those opportunities it's it is that self-fulfilling prophecy where it's like all the odds are stacked against them so why would they think that they would ever be able to achieve and it's so much easier to be put off by something but I think it's so much easier to get that motivation and to get that drive and ambition so easily when your parents are Victoria Beckham and David Beckham and you know of course you think you can release a book with awful photographs that looked like they were taken by mistake and I remember when that book came out and there was so many rumors floating over you know around Twitter and around the internet in general saying that his parents they did pay quite a bit of money towards getting that book published and this is all alleged this isn't you know this these are blind items this isn't something that I'm saying is true but it does make you wonder how on earth could those photographs end up in a published book when there are so many genuinely talented photographers out there that can't even survive on their income it is just absolutely mind-blowing um and I do find it quite funny that he kind of had a bit of a you know a bit of a career switch up after that maybe his PR advisor um suggested that he take a different route obviously (laughs) chef work yeah I think that's why he went down the cooking route yes exactly and I remember seeing him on Vogue um I think it was like oh my god eggs on toast or something yeah something on toast he was making in a in some content for Vogue and I was just thinking there is no way that an ordinary lad who's not from a privileged background, an ordinary British lad, would be able to get a video, a cooking video of them making toast on Vogue if they didn't have these connections and that societal status. I mean, it's absolutely insane. It is. You can only laugh, really, because it is just absolutely ridiculous. I do find it funny, I have to admit. And that's not me saying that Brooklyn... I've I've met Brooklyn to be completely honest with you. I've I've actually met him before. Um, <laughs> There's the name drop, everyone. I this is yeah, this is like a bit of a um off topic anecdote, but I actually went to see Ed Sheeran. Um, I think it was about ten years ago, um, and there was loads of people who were sort of people who'd been you know gifted tickets and things sat around us. I remember uh, quite a few people from Towie were there, like Diags was there, and then. Obviously, the main star being Brooklyn Beckham. He was probably the most famous person there, if I recall. And everyone, all of the influencers and reality stars were trying to get videos and pictures of him. And me and my friend got a picture of him. And he was, to be honest, he was very lovely. Um, probably quite PR trained, um, but very, very nice, very polite and very kind. Um, so I have nothing bad to say about him, but it is hilarious. There's, you know, the kind of work that he's um, put out there for the world um but yeah (laughs) no that's really funny I think yeah I think there's so many examples like this with so many other celebrities as well I mean there's so obviously many talented celebrities and people within the art space but I think it's why it's just so important and why people do root exceptionally hard for the people who have haven't come from you know contacts or wealth because it is just so important to see people like you excelling in these spaces because it gives you motivation it gives you hope if we didn't have those people no one would ever feel like they'd ever be able to exceed in that space and I think that's 
something that's really important to remember yeah absolutely and I think it's important to remember that you know while we laugh at Brooklyn Beckham um currently I think it's important to remember that his parents did come from nothing essentially um and they came from a place like most of us a normal place of just having an ordinary family and then they were very very successful in their own right so I do have a lot of respect for them because you know they are people that have actually made it um but yeah there's so many different perspectives that can be offered about um career anxiety in general yeah I think it's been quite a cynical um viewpoint today but I think it's just to lessen the anxiety impression I think we both completely understand especially when you're in your early 20s the immense pressure to know what you're doing and also succeed in whatever path you've decided to choose but equally we agree on the fact that it doesn't define you and we personally I don't know we don't care we just don't not that we don't care about our own careers but we don't look at people's value based off their career and I don't think I ever will exactly and I think people should ultimately look for more internal factors for validation rather than career because it doesn't define who you are as a person and you know it definitely shouldn't be what you define as happiness and success as there is so much more to life especially when you're in your early mid-20s there is so much more to life than career progression and there is still so much more to learn I mean I've still got so much more to learn about what I want out of life what success means to me I feel like I still don't have a definitive idea of what success means to me personally so I've still got so much more as cringy as this sounds, you know, self-discovery to do and learning about myself. I think it's important not to get too sucked into the corporate world and the world of work in general. Um, As you know, as we've discussed today, it can be all, you know, sort of all consuming um, and it can, you know, be very sort of dangerous for people ultimately. But, but yeah, you know, on a lighter note, I think different people have different ideas of success and they get their validation from different factors and it's important to be respectful of what success and happiness means to all different people so yeah 100% agree I think yeah on that note we'll end the episode um but yeah I think that's a very positive end to quite a cynical perspective but we hope that we've made people feel somewhat less anxious and honestly no one knows what they're doing really everyone likes to pretend they know what they're doing but they really don't yeah hopefully that's a little bit of comfort and also people don't care they actually don't really care to talk about their career I'm sure they'd much rather be talking about something else and it's much more enjoyable anyway so interesting to talk about your career um and yeah, no, we're obviously always interested, but to an extent, to an extent. Yeah, to an extent, there are limits. There are limits. Um, but yeah, okay, well, on that note, we will see you guys next week. See you next week. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Bye. Bye.